Welcome everybody to the Punchy Hunter, where cowboying and hunting combine. Hello. Hello. Ah, there we go. A little better? I think so. I I hope. Yeah, hope so. No kidding. Gosh dang it. Um, Yeah, shoot. Uh, that was weird. It just uh, suddenly booted us both off. <laughs> Odd as hell, if you ask me. Yeah, I know. I need to try a different software, I think. Um, I went on that Burning Daylight podcast, and that Matt McKinley guy had a different software that seemed pretty badass. The only problem is it cost, cost a couple bucks a month to use. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sometimes it might be worth it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking A. Good, uh, good surprise day off though, yeah. Yeah, it's been odd, haven't? But yeah, it's been good. Yeah, you bet. Can't beat it. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, man, I haven't recorded in a hot minute. Uh, life's been a little, little hectic around here lately. Seems like you've been kind of on the go for the last few weeks between trying to prep for a. I don't know if that was a vacation, trying to find your wedding venue, but call it a vacation <laughs> nonetheless. But, yeah. Prep for that and do work, it. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then a wedding a, a couple, like, literally, like, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of traveling here lately. Um, and, fuck, now it's time to, uh, now it's time to start scouting. Yeah. Um, Yep, it's that's the thing with hunting. I mean, if you want to get serious about it, you gotta. I mean, between the e scout, I mean, you can e scout a bunch. I'm not great at e scouting, like I think a lot of the guys are. Myself, you know, you have folks like Brady Miller and thing, and I think they can dang near e scout anything, and it's just as good as getting boots on the ground. But, or uh, Mark Livesey, you know, I think yeah, guy, you know, I mean, shoot, he literally has like a whole online course just about e scouting. So, uh, yeah, uh, fuck, I'm I'm not very good at it either. At least I don't I don't got it right now. And I think a big thing it would be get on a computer more often, but I really don't want to go buy a fucking laptop. Yeah. Yeah, and I have a laptop, and I do enjoy looking at whether because I have. I mean, I use Go Hunt and Onyx, and yep. I enjoy both of them. Looking at them on a desktop, you know, I don't have a laptop on a desktop, but I enjoy looking at them. Um, I just need to take the time and like actually pencil out. Uh, I guess part of it's laziness. I could pencil out if I took the time to probably learn it. I could figure it out. I'm sure of it. I just I'm not there yet. No, no, God, no. That's the thing. There's so many features and tools and ways that you can manipulate the maps. And, uh, man, I just turned on fucking hybrid. So I know, you know, I got a little bit of topo going on and I know what's higher than everything else. And I try to pick high spots uh, close to clearings and places I think I'm going to be able to glass really good. And fucking that, that, that's my e-scouting so far. Well, and... <laughs> wilderness area i try to make i try to really fucking hit wilderness areas hard um yeah as i've told you and for the listeners out there 
if you don't live in Arizona and haven't hunted Arizona, um, the side-by-side army is fucking... There's a lot of them. And it's really it's hard oh, to like a side-by-side, so... Um, yeah, I'm going to really try to spend a lot of time in the wilderness areas this fall, trying to get away from all them sons of guns. That way, at least if I see other people, I know they earned it like I did. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Makes it, makes it, makes it a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah, it doesn't sting quite as bad when you see somebody else in a wilderness area, because at least then it's like, well, I know, I know how hard it was for me to hike in here, so if you're in here, eh. Yeah, it's a little bit of mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. Um, Man, I'm pumped, as Cody knows, and for those listening, I have my first elk tag ever in my pocket right now. I have seen a lot of big elk. I've picked up a lot of big elk sheds, and I've lived in some areas with some really big elk, but I never could afford a non-resident tag, and I always moved too damn often to get residency established. Um but I'm a resident, and I got some change in my pocket, and I got my first elk tag. I'm it's pretty, always exciting. Yeah, pretty excited about it. Kind of, kind of why I wanted to hop on here and talk about it, because like I was telling you, shoot, most of these guys that started, you know, podcasts and stuff, they probably, some of them have probably killed 15, 20 elk, if not more, by the time they they started a podcast. You know. Oh yeah, and, you mean you get people, you know late 20s early 30s or even mid 30s even older fellows starting a podcast i mean it's butchering and harvesting an elk is no uh no foreign feeling to them you know it's uh that's just what they do and what they've done it's it's nothing new especially the guys that have grown up in the west you know oh yeah like brady miller or well brady didn't grow up in the west but came to the West a lot, but uh, Lampers and Brian Paul, Brad, you know, all those guys. Yeah. Those part grew up in the West, and yeah, so I thought it would be kind of neat to talk about a little bit. Yeah. Kind of, and just kind of reaffirm some, I don't know, some tactic and strategy, and hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to come down and give me a hand. It would be, it would be damn sure enjoyable to do. That's for sure. Yeah. Not even I don't know, not even necessarily the pack out part, which you know, for, for those listening, as I've said before, Cody is uh yeah, you know, size thirteen, you know. Um big big guy and I'm fucking not at all. <laughs> Justin has to buy extra small t shirts still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some go, like cinch for dang sure. I could wear an extra extra small in cinches. So yeah, I'm not a big <laughs> yeah. guy. I'm, I'm a very little person. The bag out part will be nice too, but just uh, I just I've never elk hunted before, so I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Um, I I have to say I actually am kind of glad that I don't have a rut tag. As weird yeah. as that sounds. But I have no idea how to call. I have no idea what good calling sounds like. I have no idea how often, how heavy to call. I, I just don't know anything about elk calling. So yeah. it actually kind yeah. of feels like a little less on my plate, knowing that that's not something like it's November 17th through the 30th. 
Um, so we'll be a long ways from the rut by the time, you know, my tag is good. Um, yeah, it kind of feels like a little less on my plate, a little less that I, I feel like I need to learn and get dialed in and figured out before the hunt. I can just... Before you get out there knee deep in a... Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, to Montana, it's always been you bow hunting, you know, if you get your boat. Montana, because I know I was talking to you, like Arizona is not the case. Yeah. But a lot of these Western states, you have to have your bow license. You know, it's a separate deal. Just a bow stamp is what you get. Um, yeah. Anyways, but uh, you can bow hunt elk when they're in the rut, you know, because I think that gets us for layman's terms, you know, bow hunting in Montana is like a month before rifle season. It starts in September, goes until like a week or two weeks before rifle season. I'm drawing a blank right now. You can hunt elk in the rut, and I've never been able to bugle, never once. I've had friends that can bugle like a motherfucker. I have never, I've tried diaphragm call. I mean, I've tried a lot, and I have never been able to do it. Um, I've stuck to cow calls. I can get a cow call, and I can do cow calls. Um, But, yeah, I've never been able to bugle. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, You say that. One of my... uh... One of my favorite stories to tell about you anytime bugling elk comes up is uh, I don't know if you remember when we were driving down um, the Quaintance Lane there and there was this big bull running around in the the pasture um, just west of your house there and he's bugling, he's running around, he's just acting a fuel. And you look at me and you're like, you want to see something pretty cool? I was like, yeah, sure, I guess. And you just rolled down the window and just started bugling through your hands, you know, and just got him screaming. And and this bull is sure not rutting. Like, this bull is actually oh, just, dumb. Oh, yeah. He was, he was as ruddy as they possibly come. I mean, that, dude, that bull was in. He's not getting any more ready all year. But man, I just yeah. I remember watching you just sit there and just bugle through your mouth and your hands and get that bull acting fucking ignorant. Yeah. And it wasn't a good bugle. It was just tonage <laughs> and everything. And he was just so so rutted out that he was just losing his mind bugling at us and just you know oh, dude, I I he was just bugling me anything that sounded like a bugle, man. We could hear a couple other bugles from coming coming from down in the river bottom and he just i mean he was almost running circles just losing his mind dude i i do i I have a video on my well two videos on my phone from two separate mornings one of them i know i was on an outside colt uh you may have been too but it was that outside barrel horse that i had right before i quit i I started and i just remember i have a video on her right we're walking down the river bottom and i had i took a video on I think we I think we might have lost you, Cody. Oh shoot. You, oh, there you are. There we um, go. Yeah. Where'd you lose me at? 
you're riding her down the river bottom. Oh yeah, and it sounded like a dang, sounded like a dang um, like a church choir with all the different bugles going. I oh, mean, just yeah. popping off left and right. I don't even know if we could have a conversation with the way they were going. Oh, it was it was so cool. Um, we're we're getting a little bit sidetracked, but I don't, I don't even care. I don't even care. Um, I remember it's still one of the coolest. I don't know experiences or or memories I have of cowboying in general. Uh, we were way up in the Elkhorns, and you know just prowling around. You know, real heavy timber for those listening. It's real, real heavy timber. You know, with some clearings and stuff. You know, so you kind of just had to prowl around. Really, you couldn't just see cattle and go after them. Um. And I'm just kind of prowling around on my own. We'd split up by that point. And I'm riding through a little clearing. And I mean little, like like 50 yards by 15 yards. It's it's little. And it'd been real overcasty. And all of a sudden, this clearing I'm in is just, I mean, blue sunshine. I mean, it almost looks like I have a, a spotlight being shown, on, shown down on me. And... He couldn't have been more than a hundred, of course, you know, and that stuff. Yeah. uh, For the listeners, that it. You're not gonna see what you're hearing, and I, man, an elk just pops off. I just lets out a big long bugle. I remember stopping my horse and just sitting in that clearing, you know, the sun shining down on me, and that was fucking cool. Just listening to that son of a gun sit there and just bugle his bugle his head off as I'm sitting in this little clearing, you know. Yeah, um, I I think I remember when you came up. I don't know if it was like a faint one, but I don't think you'd actually heard like a bugle straight like a no. you know straight up. And I just remember telling I was like I don't know how to describe it, but hearing a bugle in person's got to be one of the most pretty sounds nature has to offer. It it is too, and then. Because, yeah, before I before I worked there with you, I had heard them, you know, here and there and always a long ways away. Yeah. I mean, a long ways away. And it's still cool. It's still really cool to listen to, even from a long ways away. But I'd never really had one screamed right on top. Yeah. And I, God dang, that was cool. That was so cool. It is one of the prettiest sounds you'll hear while you're that's the dying share um yeah but no shoot um get back on topic a little bit i guess yeah it it kind of feels like a load off not having to worry about it because at at this point it's almost just a deer hunt you know what i mean it's it's just gonna be spot and stock it's gonna be a lot yeah. of time behind the glass and and making a good stock you know yeah um and i mean yeah it's just like I mean, I know you're going to do it with the bow, but it's just going to be like, you know, how 90% of people hunt elk in Montana, you know, without seeing yeah. them from the road, of course, but because there's a lot of people who do that here, um, yeah. but, but people would take it seriously and get up and go. I mean, it's not going to be a whole lot different than that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be a good, I mean kind of doing a little bit of research on that unit that you have a tag in. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a good first hunt. I think so. I, I, I know it's a, it's a tough hunt, you know, compared to a lot of others in Arizona. Yeah. 
I mean, pretty much everybody on on Earth that I've met in Arizona or has even hunted Arizona, um, even uh, Lampers and I happen to bump into Lampers. Um, and I'm trying to be real careful about not saying where I bumped into him because I'd sure hate for the poor guy not to be able to go to what's probably one of his favorite stores. Yeah. Um, um, but when I just bumped into him in there um, and we got to talking about Arizona, he's like, no, I haven't really elk hunted Arizona. I, I kind of like to. It's just a stinking hard to get a tag. So I, I told him what one I got. And I said, you know, I it's it was 100% draw as a resident with only one point. So as a non-resident, it, it can't take more than four or five to have, you know, 100% draw. Surely, you know, you'd think. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I've got a buddy that's done that hunt a couple of times. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's, he said, it can be a really good one. You can like, you kill, you can kill way bigger bulls than a lot of people tell you. You can on that particular hunt in that unit. He said, but it is tough. It's, he said, you're going to have to be disciplined. It is a lot of time behind the glass um, for a new hunter. And I said, hey, that's all right. I got an elk tag in my pocket. I've never done it before. And, you know, that's why I put in for it. Because yeah. I want to learn. And he was like, I might have to might have to look into that one of these days. And I was like, well, <laughs> if you do, there's a good chance I'll be running around in there. So I hope I don't fuck your hunt up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he just kind of laughed. But. No, I think it's going to be good, even if it is kind of tougher. I mean, and I think the biggest reason why everybody keeps saying that it's kind of tough is just because they're not bugling. and Because I can't get anybody to tell me why it's a tough hunt other than the fact that they're not rutting. Maybe a low density. Yeah, it could be. It could be a lower density unit. Um, It's hard to say that 7 East runs... Oh, you know, oh man, you're over. just dropping bombs on freaking units oh, you're gonna yeah. hunt and everything. Damn, wow, you're that. Wow, okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it kind of slipped, but I also only have like 120 followers on my podcast, and I only Fair. get like 100. Yeah, I, in like six months, ideally, I'm gonna have to quit doing that shit. But no um, kidding. <laughs> yeah, one one slip up this early in the podcast shouldn't hurt nothing too too terribly bad but that unit runs over i'm just gonna go ahead and start practicing for when this podcast takes off that unit runs over north of you know and up by a lot of real prime premier elk units and so i I really don't think it's going to be too bad density wise i think if you got way out into the eastern part of it like down in the flats and stuff of it yeah, I think you'd have a really hard time finding elk. Yeah, I think so. But I think if you stay in that northwest, kind of, I wouldn't necessarily call it a corner because it's kind of shaped like an oval in a sense. Yeah. there's. But a- um, say on the northwest side of it, there's a lot of public ground. And I think there's going to be a lot of foot. I think there's going to be a lot of traffic from um, elk traveling. Yeah. And, you know, when they're not, when they're not rutting, behind the glass and i mean that's how you a lot of people hunt them around here or you know, around here is you just got to catch them kind of be in the right place right time and you know if you're willing to backpack hunt 10 days yep. i mean your odds of being in the right place at the right time significantly significantly increase yeah ab- absolutely and and 
I'm really going to try to, as we've talked, you know, split it per se, do six days and then, um, um, or seven days and then six days, but either way, like, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and hunt the whole season. It's only the 17th through the 30th. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind. Pocket times, take it off, you know, I have the late season tag. Like I said, we're still new. Hog class is still small enough, right? Yeah, well, and there's only two elk seasons in Arizona. You know, there's an early, and that's a rut tag, and there's a late, and that's not a rut tag. So, as soon as you say that you're not hunting the rut, it'd be season, so I don't know, same day. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see any reason to not hunt the whole cert. It, it, I mean, when the whole season is only thirteen days, yeah, I mean, commit. Why not commit? Why? Not? I mean, yeah, you only have thirteen days. It's not. I mean, you might as well hit yeah, the ground running. You know. Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing, obviously, if it was a 30, 45, 60 day season. You know, that's. Yeah, you're gonna start having a hard time without going broke, anyways hunting that whole thing but man 13 days that's not that bad not I bad at all might as well just commit and hunt the whole damn thing um especially like i'm i'm also looking at it from the perspective of you know it's it's a learning experience for me like if i kill something great that that would be fantastic i'd love to kill something but i've never elk hunted before i need to just get behind glass and watch elk well, I mean, in my opinion, even scouting, even when you're growing up scouting, but I mean, uh, the only way you're going to, the only way you're going to learn how to be a good elk hunter, um, and it goes with anything, elk, mule deer, bears, yeah, whatever. The only way you're going to get better at, at it is just to go fucking do it. Yep. Absolutely. Just to, Speaking of bears, I am very excited to know that I get to put a fall bear tag in my pocket for that hunt too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. I'm sure you might be able to run into a couple, couple good yeah. boars in there, huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. Well, and just, it, you know, it's just something else that you can put in the freezer. You know, if the elk hunting fucking sucks or I blowing stocks left and right because I don't know what I'm doing yet. You know, I get to pack that rifle in there and and maybe have a chance to bring a bear home not come absolutely home complete yeah come home completely empty-handed um in fact i went out and shot my 308 today wow look at you go. yeah it's that time man gotta get gotta get started you do you really do i should have shot my bow before we jumped on here but i was hot and a little parched so i, I yeah. had an ac yeah cracked me a, a cold beer don't blame me a bit no um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely kind of nervous. You know, when you asked me what I wanted to talk about, I said, you know, first elk hunt jitters and slash pepper preparation, definitely a little nervous just cause I mean, how do you, how are you not a little nervous to go do something you never done before? You know, you spend all this yeah. time collecting gear and especially if you're getting into backpack hunting, like me and Cody are, uh, gear's not fucking cheap and there's a lot of it that you need. Ain't that the truth? To real, honestly, I love backpack hunting, so you don't just go out there and hate it and think it doesn't do anything but suck. 
because um, I could definitely see how an underprepared backpack hunter would be like, yeah, never doing this again. This was awful. Yeah, you know, and I think the biggest mistake people make is, and, and I understand why, is buying cheap, or not necessarily yep. cheap, but going inexpensive. And I totally yep. get why, because I mean, when you're, I mean, I can't remember what your pack was, um, but I know like my pack, fucking 700 plus or something like that, you know, so it's a tough I pill can't. to swallow. I, I want to say, and for those listening, I'm I'm rocking the old Stone Glacier Sky Archer 6400, and I want to say that was 699 before tax. So yeah, um, and unfortunately, I did not buy it at the Stone Glacier store in Montana. I wouldn't have had to pay fucking sales tax. I bought it in Arizona and had to pay sales tax, I and mean, yeah, it, it it ran about 730, 740 after tax. Yeah. It, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. Yeah, and, I, and I'm rocking the. I really want to because I love mine. Granted, I've never, t- I haven't taken it on any big trips or anything, but uh, I, I really want Brady Miller to put a review on it because Brady took mm. Game Pack on his spring bear hunt. And he has now on the the Big Hunt Guys podcast. Oh, they, they does come, he? Yep they they go over their bear hunt. Him and that Omar kid he went with, and 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 it's fairly brief. He he hasn't done oh, an yeah. episode like on the pack or anything. See, I listen I listen to the podcast, but I just didn't dive into the pack like I was hoping he would have because those that I I did like those two episodes about the review on their bear hunt. That was yeah. really those were some good podcasts. I enjoyed the shit out of them. Yeah, me too. I I reached out to that Omar guy kind of kind of for the same reason I wanted to do this episode. Just talk to. I want to talk to guys that haven't hunted a whole lot, and I thought it would be especially cool to get that guy on. And I haven't got a response yet, but that's all right. Yeah, it's um, no big deal. No, not at all. Um, and I thought it would be especially cool to be like, dude, you know, your first big game hunt, and you're doing it with Brady fucking Miller. Yeah. I mean, how yeah. how daunting was that? I mean, a bona fide killer that is highly regarded and looked up to in the backpacking world because it just goes stupid crazy places you know what what what's it like going on your first big game hunt with that guy like oh you had to be he had to have been intimidated uh, yeah. i mean i know he knows him on like a i know they work both work at go hunt and they've had a lot of interactions and things like that but i mean how could you not be slightly intimidated by going on a i think it was a 10 day or i can't remember yeah but yeah, I can't be backpacked up with, yeah. with, you know, guys of the likes of Brady Miller. Yeah, I mean, it would be like if you and I, you know, Ryan Lampers calls us up and is like, hey, you're, you're coming. Um, yeah. I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I would hope I, mean, I had I months in advance and I would quit drinking and I would just hike every day and or hit the gym <laughs> every day just so I don't slow him down. I would definitely, I don't know that I'd give up drinking, but I would definitely hike every day. And I was actually just thinking about that. And I'm just going to go ahead and go off into the tangent for a minute because, I mean, why not? Um, You know, I've just been kind of thinking about, like, where I hope this podcast goes and the opportunities that it could bring and things like that, you know, and um, kind of the, kind of the, final I don't know sentence or mission statement per se that I that I kind of came up with is I want to show that an average guy 
a guy that still drinks some freaking beer and, you know, sleeps in on accident and, you know, and doesn't shoot, you know, 20 minutes a day, every single day. I, I try to shoot every day. I try my hardest to shoot every day. Even if it's just an, an arrow or a round, I'm, I'm trying to shoot every day, but just, just an average guy can go do the extraordinary hunts. Yeah. Um, because I think that would be really cool, and I think that would really fit. Like, maybe I think it would really fit the title, the, the, the Punchy Hunter. Like, you bet. You know, um, so I don't know that I would quit drinking beer, but God, I wish he would give me a couple months to really get in shape again. <laughs> well, if I was going to plan for, I'd have. Okay, I mean, I maybe not quit, but okay, I'm only going to drink Friday or Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. T- tone it back quite tone a bit. it back a little bit you know <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah uh yeah i mean it had to have been intimidating to go hunting and listening to their podcast uh they were going on some gnarly shit brady fell down pretty nice. bad roughed himself up pretty dang good and said he took like, like a full-on gainer man yeah something uh yeah it was <laughs> omar had to have been intimidating it would be cool to get that guy on just to you know, first, first hunt and, and just to be like, how, what was your, I mean, the guy has a, that guy is, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast and if you, whatever, I mean, the guy's an ultra marathon runner. Oh yeah. He's incredibly mentally tough and in fantastic shape and, and whatnot. But, and, and he even says like, he wasn't worried about that part. And Brady says, yeah, I wasn't worried about him physically. But just how daunting it had to have been mentally to know, okay, I'm about to go on, like, my first sure enough Western big game hunt. I think he said he's done, like, a couple couple day mule deer hunts. Um, I don't know what he had. Did he? No, I, I can't remember now. It, no, it, doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter either, at all. You're right. Either, either way, I mean, he, he tells you that it's his first sure enough, like, straight up backcountry, like, you are steep and deep and there's no turning back, you know? Yeah. And you're in, like you said, you're doing it with the likes of Brady Miller. You know? Yeah, exactly. God, that had to have been so dawning. And yeah, I, and I told him that's, that's what I wanted to talk about. Cause it has to be a super neat conversation. To just like how, you know, how'd you prepare yourself mentally? You know, I, you know, you're, you're in incredibly great shape physically or an ultra marathon runner you'll go run 25 miles one morning because you feel like it you know yeah. um and whatnot and um shoot they call him goggins is a psychopath man. Like, yeah. in a good way but god that goggins guy is a freaking maniac dude um, yeah i've been uh I've had some clips of his, like on Joe Rogan's podcast, and some. Who's gonna podcasts. carry the boats? Yeah, Whoa, popping up on yeah my TikTok feed, and I'm like, dude, you are a psychopath. Like, you are sure enough fucking crazy. Yeah, like I and like I said, honestly, I think it's a good way, but he's unstable. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um. Yeah, that guy's an animal. But yeah, I think it would be a super neat conversation to hear like how 
you know, how he handled the jitters and the preparation and just being back there with somebody that you know has done all that in a bag of chips, per se. And yeah. You're just getting into. I mean, because think about how, I mean, excited and I wouldn't say you're nervous. I think you're more anxious than nervous, you know, for your first one. And you're, you're going by yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm very anxious and, 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 and yeah. And if you don't go with me, I'm, I'm going to solo it. And, yeah. um, and it won't hurt my feelings too either way, because there's a lot of things you can learn from solo hunting, especially as far as just, you know, being in the back country and, you know, mental toughness and, and things of that nature, which I'm not too terribly worried about, but still there's a lot you can get out of. Solo oh, absolutely. Hunting. So it, it won't hurt my feelings either way. And yeah, I'm I'm very anxious about it. It's been a lot of time, preparation, you know, money, and everything else. And you know, what what do you do if you go out there and get skunked? Nobody likes to get yeah. skunked. <laughs> oh no, but it's just all pro- part of the process. Oh yeah, it is. It definitely is. And and I keep trying to remind myself, you know, as easy as whitetail hunting is, I've gotten skunk doing that many a yeah. time so yeah and and that's nothing that's sitting in a tree stand or a, a ground blind and picking the one you like and i've come right empty-handed many a time so yeah exactly <laughs> oh uh old lampers he 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 did take a shot at the white tail like he always does he's like see did you grow up hunting I said, yeah I, I grew up uh white tail hunting in oklahoma and he goes oh i'm <laughs> I yep. was like, um, me too, kinda. <laughs> kinda. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Man, growing up hunting white tails better than not hunting at all growing up. But... I tell you what, I don't know. I mean, I I get his thing, but man, there's some places in Montana where you can get some high country white tail, and them are cool. Those are cool. Yep. Well, I'm pretty much in the next sentence, you know, he goes, well, I should probably quit saying that because I'm so big into the coos gear now, and they are technically whitetail. Oh, yeah, they are. And I kind of smirk at him, and I go, yeah, they sure don't act like it, though, do they? And he said, no, no, they don't, not at all. And I've heard you say that about some whitetail getting into the high country in Montana, too. I'm surprised he hasn't ever gone after or done any of that. He's just such. I, he's, I, th- I think he's just such a mule deer guy, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never, never met the guy like somebody. So, well, it wasn't very long. But it was really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I can. But, I mean, I remember. I, I mean, let's see. I was twelve when I got my first elk tag. Uh huh. Man, I was excited too, but it was totally different. You know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go fucking hunt elk and i'll probably shoot one and you know wake yeah. up early in the morning and i'm coming home that night so it's not like didn't have the jitters of going out soloing and um, or backpack hunting or anything like that did my fucking my hunting pack when i was 12 i mean could be classified as a damn near fucking fanny pack oh dude the first pack my dad ever got me like was laughable like, yeah and I was like, was like, red, like my, mine was like a, a, 
oh, go ahead. Camelback. It, it was like yeah. the size of a camelback that just, you know, those camelbacks that only held a bladder and like literally yeah. was all they fucking. Did. Yeah. It was yeah. like that big. Yeah. And it had some fucking extra gloves and like fucking snacks in it. It's like it. <laughs> and that yeah. was my first hunting pack. Yeah. Mine was basically big enough to um, pack a couple sets of knives in it. Like, you know, two knives, two fixed blade knives. Um, extra pair of gloves, electrical tape, always had electrical tape. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Always had electrical tape and it was always a wrap. And then I always, it was like wrapped on a pencil. So I had plenty of it, you know. <laughs> and like, dude, it would serve shit, dude. I mean, you could, on, it was basically a fanny pack. It was just on like the back side instead of the front side and it had like shoulder straps and shit. Like, yeah. I mean, I think they make, I think they make waterfowl game. I think they make waterfowl blind bags that were bigger than that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the fucking like pack deal that I got for Deets, my dog, for those listening, I got him some fucking pack bags basically because I'm going to take him to do some shit. I'm pretty sure these hold more than the first backpack my dad ever got me. Right. <laughs> I'm almost positive I could fit more in these things and, and Deets fucking pack it around than what I was packing. Right. And then in high school, of course, I had a high school job, but. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to be a big hunter and fuck looking at packs that are like 150, 200 bucks. I was like, I can't afford that shit. You know, I have a job, but like, I could have put fuel yeah. on the pickup, shit like that. Gotta buy beer, I had this old, you know? I had this old Fox backpack, like just a straight up backpack that you'd take yeah. to school. It had like a camo <laughs> pattern on it, you know? Dude, I tell you yeah. what, I packed that thing in the mountains for so long, dude. There, I mean, there's a couple big days my friends and I had, you know, we were sure enough getting after it. Holy fuck, dude. I couldn't even lift my arms up the next day because it's a sure <laughs> enough backpack, you know, and I got shit loaded in there. And, you know, it's just like, holy fuck, dude. man, it's come a long ways. Now I got a stone glacier pack and fuck, it's yeah. 60 pounds. I can sure enough go on that thing and. Of course, I'm going to feel it a little bit after a couple of days, but oh, man, yeah. is it nice! I made the uh, I made the mistake um, when I first got this stone glacier. Um, you know, I was kind of rubbing my hips raw just because I had never backpacked before, like at all, never. I mean, just wasn't used to it. You know, got to get calloused out, all that good stuff. Um, which is one of them things nobody talks about when you get into backpack hunting, but that backpack, <laughs> when you first start, will rub you fucking raw. Does not take very long for it to not, but it will. It damn sure will. It rubbed me smooth fucking raw everywhere it touched me, besides yeah. the shoulder straps. Anyway, so I undid the waist belt for like a mile and a half, and... The only reason I did it that long is because a mile and a half after I undid it, or give or take, I was like, holy fuck. I think this is going to rip my traps out. Like, right. my, I think my trapezius muscles are in my ass right now. Like, <laughs> and so I, I bent over and I, you know, threw the pack up a little bit and I redid the waist belt and I just let it eat me alive. <laughs> Um, yeah, God, having it just on your shoulders will kill you. That's, that's a damn fact. And I remember talking to you too. And, um, I was like, you're saying, I just don't think it fits my hip, right? I'm just so small, yada, yada, yada. 
Yeah. I was like, have you adjusted it? You're like, I've got it as tight and different things I can. I was like, no, you fucking moron. And you adjusted it on the back? Yeah, yeah. I got to shorten the shoulder straps up so it sits higher. And I was like, fucking what? And yeah. you're like, yeah. If you shorten the shoulder straps up, like against the, where they Velcro to the, the frame back, is. yeah, it'll, it'll shorten and pull that pack up your back a little bit. And that waistband will sit a little higher. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> So I, I, I stopped him while I was running around shooting some horses. First thing I did when I walked through the door that evening, I don't even think I, I said hi to my fiance. I walked right into the door, opened my closet up where I keep all my hunting shit, and I whipped that pack out, and I shortened those straps up, and I threw it on my back, and I was like, oh, man, that's so much better. <laughs> and, I, and I called you, and I was like, dude, way better i Game just put it on changer. in the living room and way better right <laughs> yeah that dude it ate me that pack ate me alive there for a minute yeah um, that is so damn fun yeah and and i didn't i didn't take it easy either like i the first time i threw it on my back it had to weigh 50 pounds i had eight liters of water in it and food for five oh. days and my silix and not water. I just knew that in Arizona, I was not going to find any. I mean, I, even in December, I knew that for a fact. I was not going to find any. Dude, I um, still, I mean, I know in Montana, especially spring bear. Spring bear never worries about, I never really worry about. Yeah. It, I mean, Montana, you get high enough, man, hunting elsewhere. I, water freaks me the fuck out. It's, I'll, uh, be, I'll be honest with you. Fucking, like, where, where do you draw the line of what you should pack? You know, like, where do you, I mean, obviously, I mean, some e-scouting comes into play when you're looking for creeks or, or something else, but it's like, fuck. Right, and uh, this is actually a really great topic, considering I wanted to talk about fucking having my very first elk tag and not really know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I also just don't have the experience to know, okay, I use, you know, if I drink, 132 ounce Nalgene a day. That's, you know, this, you know, I don't even know how many ounces are in a liter. So I don't know. I, I mean, is 32 ounces a liter? Is it more? Is it less? Like, that's something I need to figure the fuck out for one. But I also don't really know, okay, I need 10 ounces to make my ramen and 15 ounces of water to make this um, freeze-dried meal and I'm gonna have a cup of coffee and that's eight ounces I, I just don't know how much water I'm going to use in the backcountry because I haven't done it yeah and so even for five days I knew it had to be a stupid amount of water to be packing for five days and I ended up getting weathered out I mean it just fucking poured and I was gonna get stuck back there in slick ass Arizona mud roads. So it kind of ended up not being a big deal. But I was also bummed out because I didn't get to find out. I still don't know. I have no idea yeah. how much water I use. I don't know. And so uh, yeah, sitting there thought... thinking of it, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna. I, I got this eight liter bladder. I'm gonna fill it the fuck up, and I'm gonna take it, and I'm gonna and." I'll just know, like, hey, you know, like, when I get back, I had eight liters to start. I've only got, you know, two liters left or whatever. So, for five days, I, I'll use six, you know, and God, oh my. I think when you're learning, heavy. 
I really do like thinking and learning, and and I could just be full of shit. But like, I think packing things that like a liquid IV and or a mountain ops hydration, something along those lines. Yeah, like, dude, I think that helps, man. Last thing you want to do is run out of water, like. Yep. Like anything that will help a little bit, you know. I'm not saying they're cure-all or anything, but they are an aid. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'll be the first one to admit, and I don't know if this is bad or not. Maybe I should drink more just regular straight water. But I actually don't hardly drink just water anymore. Really? It always has Ignite or Liquid IV in it. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink water. Just to drink <laughs> water anymore. It's always got... I drink way more water than I used to, but it's always got fucking ignite or liquid IV in it. I drink a lot of water still, um, but yeah. man, I yeah, I drink a lot of water, but a lot um, of plain water. But yeah, fine. yeah. For for those listening though, Cody Cody saw me and knew me when I would drink like one small, like the water bottle you get out of a case. You know, I would drink like one a week. That's gonna say water. you better you yeah. better not be saying one a day because I damn sure I think, <laughs> I think most of your water consumption came when you were taking a shower and you looked up at the fucking shower head. <laughs> I did not drink water at all. Like like I said, maybe one of those a week, maybe two a week tops. But there's yeah, a couple not, brandings where like not was, one a day. <laughs> there was a couple brandings where if it was like hot in the afternoon, you'd just be like craving a water. And him and I yeah. were both kind of in the same boat, but you'd just be craving a water and you just walk up to a cooler and it's the Coors Light cooler. And it's like, man, we should really drink water. Fuck it. There's ah, water on the outside yeah. of this can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would always be like, yeah, I think our body will filter the water out of this here. Rocky Mountain water. I mean, it's Rocky Mountain water, Cody. And he'd I mean, be like, and I, were all I don't so think special. that's how it works, but. <laughs> You and I were also such degenerates at that point in our lives that I think oh, if we dude. were to even drink a full one in one sitting, especially at a hot branding, we may have gone into our bodies may have gone into shock. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think I would have gone into anaphylactic shock. I think I would have had a bad reaction to it. Yeah. I mean, we were we were we were so I mean, we were functioning alcoholics. I will say that. Uh, entirely absolutely there is no other way to spice it like i i would not say we were drunks because we weren't but we i drank irish coffee and i drank coors light no yeah that is all i drank at that particular stint of our lives yeah and every now and again we we, we'd mature up and and just have straight coffee Yep. Yeah. Every now and again, when we were in the lounge and the pot was made, it's like, well, fuck. I guess I'll just drink some coffee. And then there's another thing. It's like, oh, you drink water. Well, you use water to make coffee. To make coffee. So coffee has water in it, and everybody we knew would be like, yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Ah, it'd be all right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It'll yep. buff. Uh, um. Shoot, I probably drink a liter. Like I said, it's always got Ignite or Liquid IV in it, and I don't know if that's bad or not. I, I guess I don't know if your body still hydrates, per se, like properly if you add an additive to it. 
That's that's a question for somebody much smarter than me. I would assume so. Yeah, I actually drink probably like a liter a day now. Yeah. Um, I probably drink a liter of of just water. Because what's a liter? Half a gallon-ish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I probably drink a liter to a liter and a half. I don't know that I'm quite at the gallon mark a day, but... I, I know for sure I'm not at the gallon mark. Yeah, but liter and liter and a half right now, or on average. So yeah, um, trying to cut shoot. out soda, dude. Trying to cut out Dr Pepper is is difficult. Oh, if if, uh, if Morgan had to drop Dr Pepper, she'd die. I believe it. Like I'm wholeheartedly convinced. Like, cause she drinks she drinks two things. She drinks water, and she drinks Dr Pepper, and I yeah. drink. Three things. I drink coffee, water with something in it, or beer. That's it. That's all. I don't I don't drink soda anymore. And like giving it up was fucking tough, dude. Yeah. I'm down to like two a week. One to two a week. Oh dude, that's not bad. That's no. not bad at all. No, it's basically coffee, water, and beer in that order. Yep. Yep, me too. I usually drink coffee until like ten o'clock. And yeah. then I make myself drink like a liter of water before I will let myself start drinking beer. And that probably sounds really silly to a lot of listeners, but as we just told you, like I used to drink a 30 rack a day. Oh, so yeah. Making myself hold off until like 12 o'clock, one in the afternoon, until after I've drank like a liter of water, that's that's discipline for me. Like, <laughs> we. <laughs> I mean, I I don't go anywhere without my cooler now, but you and I both have nice coolers now. Yeah. Um, but when, like, just to give a listener an example, I remember, you know, if it was cowboy work, we were usually pretty good until we got back to the truck. Because, I mean, you can't yep. really pack beer no. on a horse too well, really. Yeah. Um, but, man, I remember fencing. You and I both had these little lunch coolers or whatever. Oh, dude. I remember we didn't even say anything, throw our lunch coolers in the back on our drive over. And I think one of us looked at another. And I may have looked at you, actually, and I was like, what did you bring for lunch today? Because, I mean, it was an hour and a half drive over, you know. Maybe not an hour and a half, but it's a a drive. Yeah. And it was going to be a bit of a drive into the fence we needed to check. like. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> he like looked at me, gave me a smirk. He's like, "Uh, I'm gonna drink my lunch today." And I was like, <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Well, what'd you bring?" And I was like, "I'm on the same diet you are." <laughs> okay. Okay. He's like. <laughs> I really want to say we were going up into the forest service. I can't remember now, but yeah, for for those listening, we just had those like pretty standard like lunch boxes with a shoulder strap, you know, mine had a shoulder strap and, but it had, it was a plastic liner and I can tell you exactly how many beers it would hold. It would hold nine. Yeah. And, uh, my cooler had nine beers in it when Cody asked me that question. And I think a cosmic brownie. Yeah, you saw him take the edge out. Yeah, I think I threw a cosmic brownie in there just so I wouldn't get the shakes from all the coffee, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, because we each had a thermos, you know, a fucking thermos of coffee on the way over there. Oh, yeah. 
easily had a pot each. Yeah. Whoever you looking over at me. So, yeah. uh, what'd you pack for lunch today? And I was like, damn. Do I tell him or do I lie? Well, fuck it. He's going to see it when I open it. I'm going to drink my lunch today, Cody. And you're like, me too. Same diet, actually. And I was like, damn, how about that shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for us to drink as much water as we are drinking now and whatnot is a big step. It is. It's an accomplishment. It's, you know, three years later, who'd have thunk it? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not me. An accomplishment and several steps in the right direction for danger. Mm-hmm. That, that is a fact. Correct. Um, I, dude, just all the we're we're kind of going off on several tangents, but that's all right. I kind of like it. I think this is gonna be it's a kind good of a session. We had a good topic, but it's we, more like a session. Yeah, we're really uh two bears, one cave in this shit. But that's we are, right. we are shameless plug to Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. If this ever oh, finds them, yeah, <laughs> great, great podcast. That podcast, they are hilarious, dude. Me and Morgan went and saw the machine. It's worth it. No shit. Ah, dude, it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, Bismarck, I have to go to Bismarck tomorrow. So Bismarck has a movie theater. So I might just swing in there tomorrow evening. (laughs) You honestly will not be disappointed. I would do it if I was you. I may. Uh, I may. (laughs) So anyways, yeah. Um, Yeah, we've, we've made a lot of big steps. Like, and I know, like, with your job, you know, you haven't been able to hike like you were, and I, I got really busy. Life got hectic, so I haven't hiked a whole lot. But, shoot, there for a minute, I mean, for at least three months, we both hiked every day, shooting quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was doing – I was at least doing, like, three miles a day with a heavy pack, and then at least three – three the minimum of three, and then, like, four times a week I was doing – um like a minimum of like 1200 feet of elevation just in super short like sprints basically yep i was but, uh, yeah i was, trying, do... I, I, I was trying to do at least a thousand feet of elevation every day um which is kind of tough to do in the part of arizona i live in so sometimes i'm i lucked out and it only took a mile sometimes it took like four miles but i really tried to hit the elevation heavy but man we did we hiked every Every damn day, and with a heavy pack on. Um, yeah. A couple of times, I filled that eight-liter bladder and threw it in there just for the weight, and Morgan would look at me like I was insane, but... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and, like, now, I tell you something I'm really big on doing, and I've only hiked a couple of times in the last couple of weeks, but uh, I've started throwing um, either my rifle or my bow. I, I won't hike without a weapon now, just because I'm always going to have one when I hunt. Yeah. Um, so it seems silly for me to be hiking around without it, without the weight of it. I was like, I gotta um I don't blame me. Yeah, I gotta start hiking with, you know, I that Henry three oh eight I have or my bow, because that's that's yeah. what I'm gonna hunt with. So I was like, I gotta start doing that. That's that's weight that is never gonna change. Like food yeah. will change, water will you know, there's there's stuff that'll change, but the weight of my weapons is never gonna change and I need to hike with them. Yeah, I don't so, I don't blame you a bit there. Yeah. Um but 
Yeah, where, where did we get there for a minute? Now I feel we were, we were, and then you know, life just gets busy, and you know, you're talking average folks trying to do these. Yeah, I think it's kind of you know, I feel like we relate to that pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I mean, you, yeah, there's people who hit the gym every day and get on them. That's their that's their release, or you know, whatever it may be, but. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's especially you take guys with families and stuff. I mean, it's tough for them to get out and do things. It is. It absolutely is. And, you know, um, and life's busy, man. Life is, life is busy. And we work blue collar jobs, you know, hours, and it's not easy work. Oh, no. I mean, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. We honestly are still, you know, whether give up freaking drinking or any of that shit, we're already kind of on the track of showing that, hey, the, the average guy living an average life, per se, as far as having a job, you know, not having his own company that affords him 150 days to go spend in the field and, and this, that, or the other, like, we're kind of already, like, least trying to um working towards it that yeah your your average guy can still go do some really extraordinary things like yeah um with just a little bit of time here and there to hike and shoot and like yeah i would i would love to get to hike every single day and shoot every single day and not have to be at work you know every day i would love i'd love the ability to be able to just fucking go set up a teepee and go back in the backcountry for a hundred, hundred and fifty days a year too. But unfortunately, <laughs> not not quite there yet. <laughs> maybe maybe one day, but not quite there yet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and man, in. I know you're going to give me some grief about this, but I'm going to try. I'm going to darn sure give it a, a real honest go. I've already got some freaking to you. And I should just fucking commit to wearing gear that makes fucking sense. But like, Oh, you're going to be that motherfucker with blue jeans and a plaid jacket. I'm going to, not the plaid jacket. No, my fucking, the, my puffies and stuff like that are going to make fucking sense and be nice and warm. You're just going to do it in 501s and Wrangler retro shirts. I'm going to try my damnedest. I'm going to try. Yep. I'm going to try. And I'm, I'm putting it out there for the whole world on this episode of the podcast. I'm very likely going to crash and burn. Very likely going to crash and burn. But I tell you something, uh, Oh. Um, I hope you can't hear that on the podcast. Um, anyways, I was watching a sheep hunt, and this guy is fucking dog in Alaska in fucking blue jeans and a long sleeve button up. And I was like, damn it. I tell you what, I'll, I'll, uh, when I go with you, I'm all for the, I'll wear a fucking button up shirt right there with you, fucking top button and all. 
But uh, I ain't fucking hunting in blue jeans. I'm not backpack hunting <laughs> in blue jeans. Hey, that's fair. Hey, if you'll rock the button up with me, that is more than enough, buddy. I wasn't even going to ask you to do that because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense with the gear that's out there today. I know it doesn't. I know it doesn't. But I mean, like, yeah, it doesn't. But I, I mean, a button up, you get like a, you know, a fucking Eli Cattleman's fucking long sleeve kind of grayish button up, like whatever. Not a big yeah. But yep. you fucking hiking eight, ten miles in blue jeans and all that shit and you're sweating your dick off and all that. Yeah. <laughs> you can have you can have that. <laughs> oh hey, I'm I'm cool with the button up. That is more than enough. I like I'll be, no, I I'll be rocking I'll be rocking the two you pants that have that are comfortable and have vents in them. And wick sweat and water away to <laughs> soak everything up, like, um, dude. And you had me so sold on just getting fucking. And I had, like I said, I have some, and I loved them. They were so comfortable. I have a set of Kuyu pants, and they were so comfortable and so nice. And I watched that stupid fucking hunt. And the camera yeah, guy yeah. turns the camera around and he goes, you might be fucking tough, but you're not doll sheep hunting in Alaska and fucking 13 MWZs and a button-up tough. And he... I was like, God damn it, now I have to. Motherfuck! <laughs> Can't call myself Punchy Dude. Hunter and not at least try my damnedest to do that. Good God, dude. And you're gonna be fucking with your five hundred ones and all twenty eight buttons to fucking take a hit. <laughs> it's only four. It's only four buttons, and I got it down to a science now. I mean, I've been wearing five hundred ones for like six years. I uh, yeah, you've been wearing five hundred ones since I ever met you. And... Yeah. Fuck that. I've been wearing them while before that. Yeah. I gotta try. I gotta try. And like I said, hey, I'm putting out. Ain't gonna, there knock, now. ain't gonna knock. Ain't gonna knock a guy for trying. I, I am very likely going to crash and burn and make it through this fall and be like, fuck that, but I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to try my damnedest. I really want to try some Stone Glacier clothes. I just haven't... I just have two of you clothes, and it's just like... Uh, uh, more money. Lampers was rocking his Stone Glacier pants and his Crocs. Uh, I saw it. Yeah. Those Stone Glacier pants got to be the the bee's knees. It seems like he doesn't freaking take his off. So Probably. There's gotta be some. There's gotta be something to him. I tell you what, those Kuyu attack pants were damn near comfier than sweatpants. Dude, that's what they felt like to me. Like they felt like sweatpants. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. Like I said, that's why I know I'm an idiot for trying to be old school and hunting a button up in blue jeans. Because God, they were so comfortable. I have two. I have, I have two Kuyu pants. So it's just like fuck. Why do I take these off? Yeah, because I have the yeah. pros, and then they have the fucking drawing a blank on the. It's a warmer, warmer deal. They're both warmer, but I can't remember off the top of my head Is right it now. The katana. No, not as warm as a katana. It's like a step oh. right above the guide, and I can't remember the name of them um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm not that familiar with gear yet yeah um, i swear it starts with a v but i can't remember 
Yeah, we'd have to look that up. Yeah, and I'm just not in the mood for that. Nope, nope, me, me neither. Um, but yeah, tell so, with me this fall. That's I'm gonna be rocking the five hundred ones at least now. Cause when I first tried to rock the old blue jeans this past fall, I did not have gaiters yet. Yeah, and I really feel like that's gonna help. I think I, so. I, I don't, I'm not going to call it game changer or like life changer. Like, oh my God, I'll be able to hunt blue jeans my whole life because I have gators, but I didn't have gators at all. Um, when I tried it on those first two mule deer hunts this past fall and oh yeah, dude, like the cuffs of my pants, you know, I took 10 steps and you know, my boots and from mid shit of my blue jeans down was just fucking soaked. I mean, just absolutely soaked. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I do think the gators are going to help quite a bit to make it a little more pleasant, but I'm still very well aware that I'm very likely going to crash and burn in this endeavor. It, it, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, come on. How cool would it be if I don't? And in 10 years, we, you know, get to go kill some tar in New Zealand or something, and I'm rocking the old 501s and my striped shirts, like... Be a pimping picture, dude. It would be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Or maybe we'll go to Tajikistan like Brady Miller did. Hunt some Marco Polos. That would be fucking cool. That was, dude, I was listening to him talk about that. I don't know if you listened to that episode yet, but it's it sounded insane. I would love that hunt. It looks very, very cool. Yeah, it does. It looks very but... demanding. Yeah, you're above 15,000 feet the whole time. Yeah. Looks very demanding. Yeah, very, very demanding. Did you, uh, did did you happen to listen to that episode of the podcast? We're getting away. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Oh, man. So he had a, uh, he had a digestive system malfunction. Uh oh. Due to taking some medication for the altitude. And for those listening that know anything about Brady Miller, um, the dude cuts like two thirds of his toothbrush off and only packs like two squares of TP for every day that he's going to hunt. Like he is incredibly huge on like cutting every, he said he cuts the tags out of his clothes to save weight. Let's be real here though. He's also packing a fucking behemoth of a spotting scope. And like a fourteen pound rifle, like yeah, like yeah, he cuts weight because he instead of he chooses to live with a rifle that heavy and a spotting scope that heavy, so he takes some of the comfort away. Yes, very much so. Like I'm, I don't know the guy; never talked to him, but that's what I pick up. Yep, that's that's exactly what I pick up from him, and I think he's a badass for doing it. Um. Still also think it's a little bit crazy to short yourself on TP like that. I will have and, extra TP? Yes. I would rather have more than enough TP rather than not enough TP. Because I tell you what, I fucking, you and I have both been there. You're fucking, you're in a fucking huge moving cows or whatever, or whatever. You got to take a fucking shit and you're either fucking yanking a sock off your boot or cutting the sleeve of your shirt or the tail of your shirt. Or, yep. God forbid, you grab a handful of fucking grass or something just to try. 
some old skunk I've, cabbage. I've been there. And like yep. old pack extra teepees. Yep. So he is packing the amount of teepee that he packs for a normal hunt when he's got no issues whatsoever, which is like it's like six ounces of teepee for an entire like ten day hunt. Like he packs no fucking teepee, dude. And this altitude medicine deal gives him the runs so bad. He runs out of teepee in two days. Oh. And had the runs for like another four. Dude. And at one point, he said he literally had to use his bare hand and just clean it off in the snow. See, and like me, like I'm nope. glad nope. Brady has zero insecurities or whatever. I don't know that I'd admit <laughs> it. I don't know that I'd admit it on a, on a public <laughs> podcast. He admitted it on the Big Hunt Guys podcast, which is Go Hunt's podcast for those listening. Great so podcast. listen to a lot of by a lot of people. Fantastic podcast. Listen to by a lot of people. And he's just like, I had to use my bare hand. <laughs> and I was like, Yep, I don't think I'd have told anybody that part, buddy. <laughs> At least on fucking not on not on a podcast. <laughs> No, no, and of course everybody's like, "Oh, dude, like I'm never shaking your hand again." Like, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. oh man, I, that is that is why I always have too much TP and not enough TP. Like, so if we go to Tajikistan in the future, um, lots of TP just in case. Dude, honestly, um. Either I'm gonna bring either teepee or I'm gonna go buy some wet wipes. Like I don't know. See one of the two. The only thing I've heard about wet wipes, and now I'm not a wet wipe guy anyways, usually. Um, but I've heard they'll freeze up on you. So I could I could see that being a thing. Never thought about it, but yeah. 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 Um Brady said his dad also had a little bit of a hiccup on that hunt because his wet wipe froze up on him. But yeah. unlike Brady, his dad was packing a roll of freaking toilet paper and was fine. It's just his wet wipes froze on him. Yeah. And I was like, See, well, when it comes to, when it comes to for... that on a backpack hunt, I, I want to have multiple avenues to know that I am safe. Like, there are some things of yes. comfort that I will not sacrifice. Nope. And I will probably never harvest as many animals as Brady has and will. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice the comfort of nope. wiping I'm my butt. Sac- yep, I'm not sacrificing any socks, any tails of shirts. I'm I'm just not going to do that anymore. No. Yep. Going for too long. Yep. Especially when you could like, I mean, like I can go buy a vacuum sealer from like Walmart these days and i can like vacuum seal it and pack it down to get me in you know without taking a lot of space and you know what i mean like there's just absolutely and it's not like a roll of toilet paper is even heavy and i told morgan i was like if i was by myself i could just probably take like a half roll and like that should be more than enough but i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna test it i'm gonna take a whole roll (laughs) yeah you're dumb not to Absolutely. Uh, I thought, I like, oh, you can even unroll it so it's not in a roll and just like fold it all up, a whole roll, like fold it into a, 
like a Ziploc bag or something to also say, but either way, what I'm getting at is you can pack a whole roll quite easily. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna like, that's not worth it, man. I, I, I'm on the same boat. Yeah. I was, I don't even remember how we got off on this tangent, but like, that's one of those things. I will, we were talking about Tajikistan. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's one of those things I am not going to sacrifice. Yeah. I will always have a modium and a whole roll of toilet paper. As you should. Yeah. Because I am not about to be walking around chafed up. Not happening. Fuck no. Especially if I'm going to try and be old school and do all my shit in 501s. Like you're out of your mind. Yeah, 100%. Like 501s retain heat and shit gets swampy as it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God, that baffled me when he was like, yeah, I only packed like six ounces of toilet paper for a 10-day hunt. I was like, what is wrong with you, dude? dude that's not even giving you an ounce a day. No. like At least an ounce it, a day. Yeah, you got, yeah. It, I mean, an ounce has got to be at least like four squares. At least give yourself like four squares a day. Like, come on. Yeah. You get yourself on a good poop schedule and you only have to poop once a day. Four squares is fine. That's not going to be that bad. I'm not going to risk what I'm it. Saying. But, yeah. yeah. 100%. Crazy. So, yeah, for everybody listening, just know that me and Cody will probably have a roll apiece. Yep. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm not sharing a roll. No, no, I'm not. I'm not sharing my TP. I'll share. I will share my hot tent TP. I'll share my peaks TP with you, but I ain't sharing my 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 ass TP with you. No, fuck no. Share a lot of things with Cody, but my my toilet paper is not one of those. Cause like, no. What what if I need it? Then then we're both fucked. Cause then Cody's just got to know that I'm suffering and I'm nasty. Yeah, that's just not a good time. No, it's really not. <laughs> okay. All right, I think we've talked about toilet paper long enough. Jesus. Um, yeah, that kind of went off. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. It, it should make for an entertaining tangent. I thought it was funny. Yeah, um, absolutely. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, this... uh so I'll cut this fall... I, it would be really awesome to have another guy with you. Cause I, I'll tell you something that I ran into being inexperienced. And for those listening, um, kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this is because everybody started podcasts. I've already done quite a few hunts. But a problem I ran into, um, like when I tried to stock that nice 4x4, four four, um, honestly, I got lost. I lost track of where he was bedded. Yeah. And I ended up dropping down beside him instead of from above him. I didn't go far enough down to actually get above him. And I think had I come from sure enough above him, I think I would have been able to close the distance enough to get a shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I made it to 90 yards, which... For my first freaking sure enough mule deer stock ever, I feel like could have went way worse, but still. Um, oh yeah. Pretty shitty to get to ninety yards and be like, "Well, I hope he comes my way." <laughs> yeah, no shit. 
it would have been a lot nicer to get to like 50 yards, 40 yards and be like, all right, hope he comes my way. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Um, I mean, I, I think, I mean, someone else might just have a better, better um, answer to it. But I think the way you get better at that is, it, it is same as everything else is just being out there and hunting and doing it and putting yourself in those positions and take, and, and taking away from those positions, positions, you know, like learning and yeah. not just being out there like a buffoon, just whatever, but like taking those situations, taking a step back after those have, you know, after they're done, quizzing yourself Absolutely. what you could have done different, how you could have done it different, things like that. Absolutely. But I also think there would be a real advantage to ha- like, you know, having you up on the hill in the spotter. And yeah. I go in there and say I make the exact same mistake. And I just drop down the ridge a little too far and whatnot. And get to have you tell me, you know, from, you know, the eye in the sky and not me just guessing per se. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You know, you you thought you were right here, but here's where you were, and you just, you know, like, you were looking for this landmark, so, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of having... Oh, yeah. Um, kind of having somebody there to tell you where you were going wrong first day, so you're not entirely just guessing. I mean... Yeah. I, I wasn't entirely guessing on that one because of where that buck was when I found him, I, you know, obviously, yeah. but like, say I would have never laid eyes on him. I'd have never known how I fucked that up. Yeah. If he would have just flat out not been there and I dropped down in there thinking I was dropping on the top of him and I look over and I go, shit, there he is. It's 150 yards to my, to my right. I just dropped down too soon. I would have never known that that's what I did. I would have been guessing, well, did I go too far? Did I not go far enough? Yeah, the, I kick a rock and sp- what did I do? I don't, I don't know. All I know is he's not here. Like, did I, did, you know? And even then, you're like, well, did I just flat out lose sight of him? Like, was he never there? Was he not bedded where I thought he was? And I just lost him in the glass and just made a stalk on an empty bed. Like, oh um, yeah. So and and of course, I think you'll. I think, anybody in general and me you know you, you figure it out after you do it enough times like you said you just got to do it but yeah. it would be nice to have somebody there that like especially like i said if i like if i never even get to lay my eyes on the elk again you know yeah. i'm just like shit you know i can come yeah. back and you could go nope i watched him he bumped off you know this way because you dropped down too soon um yeah you know, or you went too far and he bumped out this way, or I saw you eat shit and almost fall on your face and he took off. Like, yeah, no, it does help. Dancer does help. Yeah. Um, and that's like another thing too that I would like to get good at is um, with the, uh, because I mean you can use your online maps when you hunt. You know, obviously you can't use it, use communication. You know, anything like that. That's illegal and it's just not morally, in my opinion, right. In in Arizona, in Arizona, you can, but I don't want to because I don't yeah. think I I don't think I would learn how to stalk. I don't think I would learn how to make a stalk. If I made it to a, a bush and I got you in a walkie-talkie going, okay, now you know go 
30 yards, you know, yeah, you know, 12 o'clock and then go 20 yards to your 10 o'clock. You, you know, if I have you sitting there literally guiding me through the whole thing, like, I really feel like I'm going to learn how to stock. That Probably way. not. But yeah. But like using maps and, and, um, I mean, I know you did and I, I, I'm not very good at it yet, but really utilizing your maps and figuring out where an animal is and being able to put an accurate um, waypoint down, you know? Yeah. And, I feel and like that's... that's a good tool, but I'm not good at putting a super accurate waypoint down quite, which it sounds silly because I, I, I can put a pretty decent, I mean, I'm not the fucking, I'm not the best there is, but I can put yeah. a good, a consistently good stock on something and I can figure out where it's at and I can keep it in mind, but putting a way, an accurate way. I mean, I'm not saying, a, you know, I'm three ridges over by any means, but. Oh, I, like, I messed it up. I, it's, it's exactly why I dropped down too early on that deer. I messed my waypoint up. Yeah. I dropped my waypoint probably 200 yards. You know, if I'm sitting there looking at where he's bedded to his right. I mean, I was, I was a considerable amount of distance off and, and like you said, that's not something that you probably necessarily think about beforehand, but it is a skill that you have to hone. And yeah, yeah. I, I fucked it off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I tell I you would... a trick I heard um, Lampers mention in a, in a hunt on YouTube was um, using your range finder yeah get a get a good range if you have a good range finder and he said he'll uh drop a waypoint on himself on okay like, exactly where he's sitting and he'll use the waypoint radius he'll set it to the yardage he got from his range finder and then he'll use how if you click the you know like my current location little dot yeah you know, if you click that twice it shows you what direction Yep. You're facing. He he'll do that and then he'll, you know, he'll face exactly where that animal's at and he'll use that and that waypoint radius to set like a perfect pin on where that critter is. That's actually a really good deal. That's actually a really good idea. Like Yep, yep. And I'm gonna try really hard to hone that and use that. Um but it's not I would have never thought of that if he wouldn't have just happened to say it on that hunt in that film like because that's yeah, just a, good yeah that's a lot more to it than i would have ever thought to do you know what i mean i would have just been like oh well you know i i would have done exactly what i did on that mule deer where i botched it by 200 yards ah oh, that looks like you know that looks like the rocks that are you know x amount you know to his northwest and you know yada yada and that kind of looks like the bunch of trees that he's in so yeah i'm gonna i'm just gonna drop a point right there because it kind of all looks pretty pretty right and i I was off i was off by i was only shoot i was only probably a half mile from that deer if that maybe maybe a little less maybe more like a third of a of a mile and i missed it by 200 yards like yeah Um, but yeah, that was a super handy trick that, he that is, sure. yeah, 
Um, cause like, I mean, man, that's, that's getting precise, which is what you need to make a good stop. Yeah. You need to know exactly where that critter's at. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to practicing, um, on this hunt and hopefully a rifle meal deer hunt. I'm waiting for Arizona game fish to post those results, but yeah, that would um, be cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to having that kind of in the toolbox, whether, whether you get to make it or if I'm by myself, but especially if I'm by myself, like having that trick now, I feel like it's going to really cut the learning curve of making <laughs> like really drop the learning curve of making a good stock. Cause I, just, I, I completely blocked, botched that one on that four by four and just, having the sense to stay low and be sneaky is what got me the 100 and 110 yards closer to it. Yeah. Because I totally, yeah. I, I totally fucked it up. It happens. Um, yeah, it no, happens. I, and I figured I kind of would, but like you said, it, it still sucks. It still sucks to get to 90 yards and be yep. clipped up, yep. ready to pull back and just be at the mercy of whatever happens. Yeah, no you know? shit. It, it would be a lot more comfortable to be in that position at 40 or 50 yards where you really oh, don't yeah. need, you really don't need him to do that much per se. Cause at least you're in range and like, I know 90 yeah. yards is in range for some people, but my bow is maxed out 55 yards right now. Cause I grew up taking 15 yard shots and when I step back to 55 yards with my bow, it looks like I'm shooting across a football field. Like, it's Dude, I, don't know, I don't know how good he is with his bow anymore, but, man, we were bow hunting a bunch. Like, I can get 50 pretty good. Not a great 40, 45. I can still get a really tight grouping. Um, mm-hmm. 50 to 60, I can hit the, hit the block, but that's about it. Yeah. Dude, he'd fuck – we'd be at the range, and um, he'd be fucking – He'd be um, he'd be shooting arrows at the fucking eighty-yard fucking target, just fucking and getting them. Yeah, just absolutely drilling them. And and like, dude, I couldn't even see the eighty-yard target from out of my fucking yeah. People. Like, yeah, uh, so crazy. And like, I I really would love to go do one of those total archery challenges one day. Oh yeah. Um, especially like if you and I could go together, like, God, that would be so much fun. That'd be so cool. You get to meet a lot of people, you know, Yeah. Um, that we have mentioned today and are on all these podcasts. I, I won't go right now because I can't shoot 80 yards. I can't shoot a hundred yards and those total archery challenges. They have you shoot out to that far on top of doing some, you know, physical stuff that but like right now, I just won't go because I look like an idiot. Like yeah. my bottom, yeah. my bottom right. pin is fifty-five yards. I have 30, 40, 45, 50, 55. That's my five pins. Right. Like I know, uh, um, <laughs> gritty, gritty Brian Call and Gritty. They're doing a giveaway with Mountain Ops. You know, you get so many entries with what you yep. buy. And um, I was looking at it. It's, it's a sweet giveaway. Um, it includes a. Uh, a brand new bow, all set up, everything, and they fly you down to Utah. Uh, all expenses paid, tickets paid, meals paid, lodging paid, um, to go to the TAC down in Utah. 
I was, I was like, shit. And then I was like, huh, if I ever won that, I'd ask for the bow and uh, just to ship it. Like, you guys can fucking take someone else, but I'll take the bow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where I'm at right now, I would be like, you shouldn't take me. Right. It's going to be a massive waste of your time. I know. And uh, <laughs> if you look this last. This last Sunday at the end of Gritty's show, he's like, it doesn't matter if you sh- if you shoot a bunch or if you're just, you know, want to get in, like, come on down, we'll get you set up, go. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope, not subjecting myself to that kind of embarrassment yet. <laughs> right? I know you can't shame me shameless, but, uh, uh, uh fuck that. Goes, that goes, yeah, that goes for how much beer I drink and the, the gals I not go for shooting my bow in front of my heroes. Right. Like, yeah, all the Francis Perry and everything, I'm like, hey, just give me the bow. Fucking yep. find someone else to fucking, you know, <laughs> take down there. Yeah. There's, there's people who will not look near as a fool as I do. I'll just take my bow and maybe next year. <laughs> I'll call my buddy up who's good at what at least was. And I'll be like, hey, yeah. maybe you can you, you can just go and you can take your bow and all yeah. that shit and you can just go have fun. You can meet yeah. my heroes, but uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I ain't shooting them. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> um, ah, God, dude. Like, yeah, I, I want to go and like the Western, you know, hunt summit that Lampers puts on. I want to go to that really bad. Same yeah. deal though. Yeah. They do an archery course that makes you shoot out to like a hundred yards, and I just can't. No, I can't do it. I'm my bow is only set at seventy three pounds right now, and and I've only got like fifteen pulls in it, and then right. I'm, I'm toast. Like I'm I'm just toast. Um, but like you know, like I just said, I grew up pulling a sixty pound bow, taking ten to twenty yard shots. Like my bottom pin. I, I shot a three pin sight forever and it's 10, 15, 20. That was my sight. Like that's crazy. Um, and so, like I said, I step back 55 yards and start shooting my bottom pin and dude, I feel like I'm shooting across the football field. Like, like you said, I didn't hit the block. I don't, I don't miss the block, but I am by no means putting that arrow where I want to put it. Like, no shit. I put like one out of ten where I wanted it at fifty-five yards. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and shoot, I should just go ahead and crank my bow up a couple pounds, maybe crank it all the way to eighty. Um, I like I seventy, think, seventy-five. Um, yeah, I I really think I'm only gonna crank it two more pounds. Yeah. Um, crank it to 75. Not that that's a lot, but that'll get me a little bit. Yep. Um, yeah, I just, it's insane. Like, it shooting is. that far with your bow. It, it blows my mind when, when Brian on an episode was like, I shoot at 120 at home because I want my effective range in the field to be all the way out to. <clears throat> Holy shit, you're shooting. You are literally shooting an entire football field. Uh, the end zones are 10 yards. It's 100 yards in between. 120, you are literally shooting an entire football field for practice. Crazy. Bonkers. 
Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely bonkers. Bonkers, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I knew that when I stepped to fifty-five. I was like, "You are out of your mind." <laughs> yeah, on that on that podcast, you know, he's talking about how he's you need to shoot twice what you want your effective range to be, so it feels like a chip shot. I was like, uh, "A chip shot's ten yards. Like that's ideal. That's a chip shot. Like <laughs> right, <laughs> sixty yards is not a chip shot. You're out of your mind, dude. Like <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, God Almighty." Um, but no, I, I, uh, I am excited to try that trick with my hunt maps and, and I do. No, that's a good trick. Yeah. And I do, I I do think 55 will be plenty. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Especially on glad that that's going to be my first archery. Well, I say that I'm too fucking mule deer hunts this past fall with my bow, but I didn't even really get to fling an arrow. Um, yeah. I actually, it, I, again, it kind of an odd way. I feel like it takes a little off my plate knowing that even if I don't draw that rifle mule deer tag, I'm going to get to try and put an arrow in and out because it is such a bigger target. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's very a, true. Yeah, a much bigger target. It's much easier to see, and yeah, uh, the getting close part might still be a challenge because I don't know what I'm doing yet. But if I do, at least I got a two by or uh, um, what do they call it? A sheet of plywood out there is what. Yeah. Person Brian Call always call it, or Brady Miller. Um, yeah, They're Brady not wrong. Miller and Lampers are always like, yeah, it's not that hard to find a sheet of plywood on the side of the mountain. I'm like, yeah, well. You're not wrong, actually. I don't know much about elk, but I've seen a whole lot of them from a horseback, and they do look like a big ass sheet of plywood out there. Don't fit, dude. Don't fit. <laughs> um, so no, I think it's gonna be good. Whether I'm by myself or got you with me, I think it's gonna be a good first time for sure. I I go reset. You'll learn a lot regardless. Yeah, either either way, and and I got 13 days to make it happen. So, which is awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Being that is the perk of being self employed. I, yes, I might sir. get a little light in my wallet after those 13 days and not working, but that's all right. Fuck it. At least I get the whole 13. Yeah, no shit. Um, well, shit, buddy. We're about an hour and a half right there, huh? Yep, yep. Hour, hour and a half and a couple minutes of change. So, oh, that works for me, man. I'm a. I'll go make some dinner, and I think me and Morgan are going to hop on tonight, too, but uh, thanks for hopping on and letting me get talk about my jitters, even though we talked about a lot of other shit, too, but... No kidding, but yeah, nope, not a problem, man. It's good chatting with you. Yeah, yeah, it was good chatting with you. Glad the, glad the job's still going great, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again here shortly, I'm sure. 10-4, amigo. All right, buddy, we'll holler at you later. Adios. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, If you would like, subscribe, follow, whatever app uh, you're using, ask you to do. Um, I'd really appreciate that. And I would really appreciate if you enjoyed the show, if you'd leave it a five-star review on whatever app you listen on. Um, Helps promote the show a bunch and and get it out there for everybody else. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and uh, stay punchy.